Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. We're so glad you tuned in today, and if you're in the area, come out and join us at our new home, located at 3035 Nicolette Street in Banning. If you are unable to attend, you can tune in on YouTube Live at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills, Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. And don't forget to join us for our worship on Instagram Live at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills, 30 minutes before the YouTube broadcasts. We would also like to encourage you to check out our website at calvarychapelsweethills.org where you can keep up on the current messages, ministries, and happenings at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills. Today our teaching is in the book of 2 Kings chapter 18. Here's Pastor Ryan. And it says here that in verse 4, he, Hezekiah, removed the high places and broke the sacred pillars, cut down the wooden image and broke in pieces the bronze serpent that Moses had made. Until those days, the children of Israel burned incense to it and called it Nehushtan. Nehushtan in Hebrew basically just means bronze serpent. Bronze serpent, they would light incense to it and bow down and worship it. So it says here that he, Hezekiah, began to do like reforms. He began to see what was wrong with his country spiritually and began to fix things. Now, what was going on, because his father closed the doors to the church, you see, hint, hint, wink, wink, people began to worship in the high hills to Yahweh, to God, like legitimately to the God of Israel, but they were doing it in the prescribed way that God said to, because God said to go to the temple to worship him. But they were just worshiping him on the high hill because the church was closed. So he had those places removed, and he began to call the people back to the temple. Now, Second Chronicles chapter 29, 30, 31, extensively speaks on Hezekiah's reforms. And he started, guys, in Jerusalem. He literally went in there, opened up the doors, repaired the doors. And the fact that the doors were shut just shows the animosity that his father had towards the Lord. But he opened up the doors. He had a meeting with all the Levites, all the priests, all the people who normally served in the church. He had a meeting with them and said, sanctify yourselves. Repent before the Lord. Because we're about to serve them. And you know what they did? They sanctified themselves and began to serve them. It says that they cleaned out all the rubbish. And I'm reading this and I just, oh man, I felt so blessed. I, I say about the church here, I said, it's like moving ready, the sanctuary. But there's just enough rubbish, just enough trash, where it feels good to clean out. 
And it's one of the joys of my whole experience with Jesus Christ that I got to experience cleaning his house along with all of you to come in, to to move the rocks out, to clean out the classrooms, to get them ready by faith that God's people would come and worship the Lord. And you have the parking lots full. And I believe that our church is going to grow more and more, especially with a different president in office. People are going to just, that's just, I have faith. I mean, you know, I, I just have faith. But it's good to, to clean out God's house, get the rubbish out. He sent runners. We're talking marathon runners. Dudes who can run forever. And he gave them letters. They went to Manasseh. They went to Dan. They went to various, whoever was still left because the northern kingdom had been taken. But he sent them to the far places of Israel and said, come back. We're going to hold the Passover feast. Come back. We're going to have the feast of unleavened bread. Because they hadn't done it in so long. I'm praying that everybody from every church goes back to the house of God. If you need to be careful and wear a mask, we encourage that. If it makes you feel better, we encourage that. We love you. Come. But come. But come. I told you after the election that they'd open it up. And the, new, and the governor in New York's already saying, we cannot possibly wait for vaccinations all over. We got to open up the theaters and everything else and the restaurants. The mayor of Chicago, same thing. Gavin Newsom, open up the schools in February. Just like that, Sweden remained open and they said that they, they had less deaths than France and Great Britain. The BBC said, that's rubbish. One of the leaders in Sweden said, that's rubbish. And the papers said, it's rubbish. It's not true. But you go to DuckDuckGo and you look up the same thing and they'll give you the numbers in late December, which is like three weeks ago, man, the deaths in Sweden were low. The deaths in France and Great Britain, where they're still locking people down. Our, the death rate is, is crazy. We cannot worship the Lord just in any way. How many Christians are out there today who think that, you know what, I'm saved, I've been born again, but I don't go to church regularly. And, and for those of you who have been coming to our church for a long time, you know that I used to say this before pre-COVID. Before pre-COVID, I always said, I don't want people to feel, to be, be you know, uh, deceived. I would just say to them, like, as a believer, I would not feel that I'm right with God if I'm not in his house regularly. I just, how can that, that's like an oxymoron. Jesus said, if we love him, we'll follow his commandments. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things that I command? You read about his time in Nazareth, where, he, where it says that he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. It was his custom to go into the synagogue. Can we worship anywhere? Sure, we can worship anywhere. We de- I definitely worship from my office. I shared online. You know, we took some time away from the church. We, we were down for the, for the closing. Everyone closed down. But when, 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 it, when you saw the politicizing of it, and you saw how... Some places remain closed and others open. It makes you think, makes you wonder. I have the privilege as the pastor to get to talk to a lot of you guys. And I get to hear stories that perhaps you may not hear. 
But I have heard stories, wonderful stories, even recently, of a person telling me, like, you know, I was sitting at home and our church has been locked down for a long time. And I woke up on Sunday morning and I just had this uneasiness in my spirit. And that the Lord spoke to this person. You got to go into his house. You got to go in now. And their church is still closed. And they've come to our church and they're grateful because they know that within that the Holy Spirit is saying, it's time to come back. This is too long. We all want to care. We all wanted to be safe. And we still do. Nobody wants grandma to pass away or grandpa. But we can't stop living, guys. The doors have to stay open because the, the joy and the blessing of coming here to a tangible place amongst God's people, it's a supernatural blessing that the world does not understand. And I think perhaps maybe some have forgotten. That's another thing I've seen. The blessing of people coming into, their, into the house of the Lord again. The blessings that I get to experience. And people who perhaps are just watching me online think, oh, it's just him who's crazy. No, it's actually the sentiment of our church. Right? You hear them laughing. You can't see them. I can. One day we'll be, we'll be very tech. We'll get that, that camera arm. We'll show the crowd or whatever. But I ain't the only crazy person. I'm telling you. People have. And Brother John, who just went home to be with the Lord, was the same way. He's like, forget it. I'm here. Everyone needs to be here. And if you read 2 Chronicles, chapter 29, chapter 30, chapter 31, look at the response of the people. They could not bear the joy and the tremendous feelings of just awe of what God did. It says that Jerusalem was packed with believers, rejoicing worshipers. It says here he also destroyed the bronze serpent that Moses had made. You know, people are apt to worship relics. People are apt to worship people, places, and things in this world. Think about the things we were into before we came to know Jesus Christ. Think about the things that we tried to shove in our heart to fill that hole in our heart. It's a God-given hole, by the way. How many, how many women tried to find the right guy because then I'd be really happy if I just found the right guy? And how many men thought the same thing concerning women? If I just had the right match, if I found the right girl. Inundated in pop culture. If I can just be like Brad Pitt. If I can just have my hair right, then he'll love me. And then you come to know God, and all of a sudden, woo, you know you're loved. You know you're loved. And you're less needy of those things of the world. Then you're just like, if God sends me a godly woman, I'd be so blessed. But let him bring her to me, and, or, let, you know, or a man, vice versa. It, everything changes. So now you're dealing with life from a position of strength, Rather than a position of, I need you, I need you. My mom left me, my father left me, I need you. No, I'm good now. I don't need all my friends to, to agree with me anymore. I just want to please Jesus because he saved me. He died for me on the cross. I'm good. 
No one follows me, I'll still follow Jesus. Well, for those of you who don't know, Moses, in Numbers 21, when they left Egypt and they're in the wilderness for 40 years, it says that as Israelites began to complain in the desert against God and against Moses, and they even called the bread that God provided for them worthless. Woo! God provides, you know, food from angels' food, and they called it worthless. So God said, okay, you don't like my bread? Here's some snakes. And serpents came upon them and just started biting them all. And, and so many died. So then they repented and cried out to Moses, help us, pray to the Lord. We're sorry. And, and the Lord said to Moses, make a fiery serpent, put it on a pole, hold it up, and whoever gets bitten, but if they look at the serpent, they'll live. They'll live. That serpent was made out of bronze. He made it out of bronze, and bronze was the metal that represents judgment. Jesus would say in John three fourteen through 15, he says, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That's John 3, 14, 15. So, so that serpent, that bronze serpent of judgment, whoever looked upon it when they were bit by the snake, lived. That was a shadow of things to come of Jesus who one day would die on the cross for our sins. Those of us who were born in darkness, which is all of us, all of us who were born in sin, which is all of us, all of us who were deceived by the serpent, that if we look upon Jesus, we shall be saved. Beautiful thing. And what did they do? They turned it into an idol and cried out to it, bronze serpent, bronze serpent in Hebrew. So Hezekiah just breaks that up in pieces. You don't worship the Lord that way. You worship him in spirit and truth. You don't worship the Lord up in the hills yeah, go up in the hills and go for a hike and pray. But don't think that's going to that's gonna replace Sunday mornings. Amen? In Exodus 20, the first commandment, you shall have no other gods but the Lord. You shall not make for yourselves a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is on in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them and serve them, for I am the Lord. I am a jealous God, visiting the inequity of the fathers upon the children of the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. Don't let anything come into your life and take over your priority of who God is. Guard your heart. Ask God to help you. God, help me to put you above all things in my life. I believe if more of us did that, there'd be more fruit in our life where we are crying out to God, not my will be done, but your will. No other thing, no person, place, or thing, Lord, is more important than me worshiping you and doing your will. Oh my goodness, it has to be our prayer because our hearts are desperately wicked who can know it. Our hearts are prone to wander. Let it be our prayer every single day. But you can't just worship the Lord anywhere. He's got a prescribed place. He says, do not forsake the assembling of one another, as is the manner of some. 
Jesus told the woman, the Samaritan woman at the well, who said, hmm, you Jews say that we ought to worship in Jerusalem, but our fathers say we can worship here in Samaria. And Jesus said to her, you know not what you worship. He said in John 4, the hour is coming and now is when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship him. Is it not the time to worship the Lord correctly? It is. It's long overdue. We worship the Lord. He removed the high places. He broke the sacred pillars. He cut down the wooden image and broke in pieces the bronze serpent that Moses had made. For until those days, the children of Israel burned incense to it and called it Nehushtan. He trusted in the Lord God of Israel so that after him was none like him among all the kings of Judah, nor who were before him. For he held fast to the Lord. He did not depart from following him, but kept his commandments, which the Lord had commanded Moses. So Hezekiah, man, he trusted in the Lord. That's what Hezekiah was known for. And I see a family of God right here of people who are trusting in the Lord. I am so encouraged by your trust in the Lord. You trust him. But maybe there's some in here, maybe there's some watching who aren't trusting the Lord as they ought to, like Hezekiah. It says that he, he held fast to the Lord. And to hold fast is to be hooked, like hooked onto something. He was hooked on the Lord, on his word, on worshiping him. He was hooked. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 8, you know it very well. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Health to my physical being. My flesh and my bones will be strong if I trust in the Lord. If I don't lean on my own understanding... The Bible says to wage war with wise counsel. And it seems that so many are waging war with whatever the news tells them today. Waging war with whatever the news tells me. You're being, the news is, is censored. The news is against godly principles. That we got from this whole election, the whole four years. The news is against you. You cannot watch CNN, MSNBC, Fox... You just can't watch any of them. If you do, you, you watch it with the filter knowing these people are crazy. Let me just see what they're saying just so I know that what the crazy liars are saying. You have to go to other places. Welcome to 2021. Happy New Year. I know our whole lives, all we did was turn on the channel and go, ah, oh, oh, they told me so. Okay. I know that's how, that's how it was for me my whole life. 2021, it ain't like that. That's why the Lord says, be wise with those who are on the outside. May your, may your words be seasoned with grace and salt. Walk circumspectfully, not as fools, redeeming the time. For the days are evil. Not because the days are trustworthy. The days are open for differences of opinions. No, we're living in days where you, you believe what we tell you to believe, or you or, or your hate speech. He was hooked. And he trusted. Wage war with wise counsel. 
yeah, but you know, my family, they kind of feel like I should. Are they reading their Bibles? Hmm, kinda. Do they believe in the Lord? Kinda. They go to church, they went. I'm sorry. I wish I had a mom, godly mom, that I can call. My godly mom's in, in heaven. Mama Sue's in heaven. There ain't no calling her. I wish I had a godly dad that I can call. Jerry Brown's my spiritual father. But what I'm saying to you is that like our family, according to the flesh, just because they're family, just because they're blood, doesn't mean that they're coming off from a spiritual state of mind. That they're seeking the Lord. Lord, there's these questions that I want you to direct me in sharing with Ryan what perhaps he should do. But yet there's Christians who just like, yeah, well, my, my, my family member says, so I'm going to listen to them. What does the word of God say? What does the word of God say? And what do other brothers and sisters have to say with your decision? The Bible says that the wisdom of God is first peaceable. It's first peaceable. He will not give you advice that's contrary to his word. And I am shocked at the decision making of some people nowadays in the church. What happened to discernment? What happened to faith? What happened to hope? What happened to brotherly love? We're living in those days. That's what happened, son. We're living in those days. Hezekiah trusted in the Lord. He trusted. Oh boy, did he trust. He held fast. He did not depart from following him, but he kept his commandment. His commandments, which the Lord had commanded Moses. And it says here in verse 7 that the Lord was with him. He prospered wherever he went. And he rebelled against the king of Assyria and did not serve him. He subdued the Philistines as far as Gaza and its territory from watchtower to fortified city. Meaning wherever Hezekiah attacked, Hezekiah won. God prospered him because he held fast to the oracles of our king. We got to hold fast to the oracles of our king. And in all aspects, you talk about him making reforms. We need to take inventory. We really do. Am I fellowshipping with other believers? Some people can't say yeah. They say no. For how long? Am I reading? Am I praying? Yes and yes. But what about the fellowship? I'm just trying to make you strong. I'm just trying to make you strong. I'm trying to give you what works for me. My goodness, if you're sick with COVID, stay home. Please do not come. But if you're good to go, come. And if you want to be extra safe, then get a mask that works for COVID. Wear it and still come, but come. But it's true. Truth is, the truth sets you free. The truth about a lot of things sets you free. I mean, you know, we, the lights here were not as bright, and so we, we need a truth to speak in us concerning the light bulbs. We needed a better light bulb. The truth of a better light bulb set us free. Be able to see. Look at this truth. Look, I can see now. It's truth. Truth about all kinds of things on this planet will set you free. So get the truth about, get informed about the mask. Get informed about what, what, what the dangers are. Don't just listen to, 
you know, one doctor, but, you know, get a few. Look around. Ask around. Then make your decision. Be the most well-informed church you can be, and then make your decision. Don't, don't follow me just because I'm a pastor. Follow me if I'm following Christ and honoring his word. It'll be strength to your flesh and health to your bones. Father, we thank you for your word. May you bless it to our hearts and may it bear much fruit. Speak truth into all of our lives, Lord. We need it today more than ever. Help us to be discerning as a church. Help us, Lord God, to not lean on our own understanding or the understanding of politicians or the understanding of bureaucracies that we may work for. And I pray that we would be wise as serpent, gentle as does, for you sent us out like sheep among wolves, you said. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio with the Bible teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein. If you're in the area, come out and join us at our new location at 3035 Nicolette Street in Banning. You can also find us on YouTube Live at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills, Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. If you would like more information or would like to send a gift to the ministry, check out our website at calvarychapelsweethills.org or you can call us at 951-572-2309. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. Chapel, above.